Welcome to another episode of Share Your Story with Chet. Today I have Serena Young with us, also known as the LinkedIn Gal, if I'm pronouncing that word right. Uh, you know, she's she's definitely really made a mark on LinkedIn for a lot of people. And what I really like about her is because she's trying to motivate people to just start that journey of personal branding. But it's not just about personal branding, right? It's about actually building yourself up the confidence that comes with it. And I can say that firsthand because for me, starting my first video, trying to put myself out there was the worst thing I could do, right? So I think it's been really, really exciting what she's been doing. And she's also ex-LinkedIn. So I'm going to let her introduce herself for a minute. And then I'm going to actually ask her questions a little bit about LinkedIn and a little bit about everything else. So Selena, take it away, please. Just tell us a little bit sure. about yourself. Chad, again, thank you so much for the opportunity to be at your show. I know your show has been a massive success for you and you have been building up your personal brand on LinkedIn. And that's how, you know, all the great things come comes along. And again, I'm just so excited to to be here today having this conversation. So hi, everyone. For those of you who is tuning in to check show today, I'm Selena, the AKA, the LinkedIn gal. And LinkedIn expert, um, like chat, a great in introduction earlier. I used to work for LinkedIn as their account director at the LinkedIn Marketing Solution for several years. Um, in the middle of COVID, I wanted to reunite with my family. So I started my own very little LinkedIn agency, which is called the In Academy. And now I work with entrepreneurs, side hustlers, and brands to unlock their full potential on LinkedIn and get result, real result on LinkedIn. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. So what I wanted to know, because I've never spoken to anybody who's worked at LinkedIn, right? What was it like working there? It's just on a simple note, because, you know, we talk about Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, all these big companies, but we've never known what it's like working there. From the outside, it's great. And I'm sure from the inside, it's great as well. But what is it like? What's the company culture like? And how, how cool is it? Or how different is it to what people look at it as? Yeah, sure. I think I don't have a lot of comparison because my whole life had been working for startup as well as, you know, for more local companies from the UK or from Hong Kong in general. But there's like two things that I truly, really enjoy my journey at LinkedIn is there's um, free flow of information where I felt like people know certain things, they won't sort of like like they're very open to share with you information as well as key learning which you you wouldn't I mean for local company for instance in, in Hong Kong or UK they usually are more reserved and just kept all the information or good key learning by themselves so they can perhaps like show it all you know to their boss or just basically excel in the work but on LinkedIn is different which I find like people genuinely really want you to find success in your work and great share of information. So I think this is the very first thing that I noticed. The other thing is obviously I have worked for startup for a couple of years has been really fast uh, pacing. And I thought, you know, moving on to a corporate role, it's going to be much more slower. The decision-making process is going to be a lot smaller as well, uh, slower as well, but it's actually quite 
interestingly different. Like LinkedIn really give you autonomy in certain different projects. Obviously, you still need to report to your manager with X, Y, Z. But by the end of the day, it's pretty open. Um, and you could take autonomy of starting your new project, starting a different hobby. Uh, I'm a culture lead at my uh, office in Hong Kong uh, for LinkedIn. And one of the things that I really like is like I can basically start a completely new uh, club that, you know, support like, let's say women empowerment and just basically, I mean, that would be something that I would never think it's possible, but it's possible, you know? So these are a couple of things that I really enjoy uh, working uh, for LinkedIn. Yeah, a little bit taste of LinkedIn. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, I guess it's empowering you to make decisions and take the next step, right? Which which is a great culture to have because I guess instead of exploiting you, you're actually getting the opportunity to get the best out of you guys, right? That's awesome. Yeah. And I have no idea about LinkedIn. I've always thought, what, what's it like working on LinkedIn? We use the platform so much, but you know, the backend stuff. So thank you for that. That was awesome. Yeah, it's it's casual, but it's fun. But to your point, right? Chat is a little bit like, you know, um, they are so open of us doing our own thing. And when you see on LinkedIn, it's called the hashtag next play. Which, which I was so surprised because when I'm like working for other companies, they're so concerned about you moving to a new role or you're basically going to other company ho hoping to do multiple interviews. But LinkedIn always talk about your next play. I still remember um, we're at the orientation a couple of years back and um, there's like a pretty senior leadership talking about next play and all that. Why are you talking about? We're like the first week of orientation why are you already talk about next play like i want to work right. for linkedin first you know and and continue thinking about my next play but they're so open about it and even sort of lay the ground and role for you to grow like horizontally or vertically uh, in a corporate ladder so it's it's really interesting culture i would say very dynamic and open about it very cool. I love that culture. You know, it's not just about what you're doing today, but it's your own future as well in the future, right? So that's awesome. Yeah. Now tell me, and we've heard a little bit about this, obviously, but honestly, why the change to entrepreneurship? What was the main motivation behind you leaving the corporate world, leaving a job and moving into an entrepreneurship? And it's not easy. And I'm going to ask you that question next about your startup here. But what was it that snapped in your mind and said, that's it. Now I need to do something of my own. What was that one motivation behind it, Selena? Yeah, I love that question. Funny enough, I love working for LinkedIn so much and I really do not want to leave. But um, with COVID situation, um, my family and I are not in the same place. And, um, you know, going, grabbing the next flight and fly, fly over to see them is no longer a possibility. And my family is based in Europe by then, and I'm based in Asia. So it was really tough for a couple of weeks and months. And at certain point, you know, like I can no longer go going back to the office. There's a lot of remote working going on. It's also confined me to start thinking about what is it that I want, right? And why am I doing what I'm doing? Um, and I have had a long distance relationship with my husband for five years. And I, I, I'm having a lot of like reflection during that. And I was like, oh, so what's the priority for my life? 
Am I going to continue working with this awesome company, climb up corporate ladder, which I see myself where I'm going to be like today is uh, account director, tomorrow could be head of account director, and next and next. It's very glamorous, but at the same time, like, is it really what I want? So, so yeah, just a lot of thinking after here and there. And I realized that no, my family is, is much more important than everything else. So I just decided one day after the other (laughs) and I chat with my boss, he's actually really, really like my, my manager by then. Uh, His name is Matt. He's very extremely supportive of me. He's all, he even said like, Selena, if you really need the time, why don't you just pack your bag right now, go and see your family. So I go and see my family without quitting my job by then. But I, I, I felt there's, there's a sense of responsibility to my team that I don't felt like I can assist my client the best possibility as well as to my team. So later on, I, I do some remote working uh, based in, uh europe and then uh, decided to resign so this is a little bit of the journey and but you might have a follow-up questions like so so why right like what's the entrepreneurship like why starting something so right after yeah i was so confused sorry just this is this maybe you might need to edit up that's the thing about this co-working space (laughs) they will Look, we want it to be as natural as possible. We don't want it to be perfect, right? This is just how life is and life comes and goes. So don't worry about the yeah, other thing. Exactly. This is, this is a fun it's, part it's, of it, right? Yeah. Okay, good, good, good. It's a get, get switch off. Um, I think every 15 minutes, if there's no movement, you know, <laughs> um, uh, energy sa- saving. So, so yeah, so, so what I'm saying earlier is, yeah, and, and and I was thinking like, oh, what should I do? I'm very confused. And um, there are several people still think I'm working for LinkedIn. I was like, no, I'm no longer working for them. I'm thinking to, you know, look for a next tech job. I was even um, uh, doing a couple of interviews with Amazon, Microsoft, Facebook, and, you know, you can name it, all the uh, internet giant in Europe. Um, and I, I think I went to almost the final round with Microsoft. And then at one point I was just like, I don't know, like, I'm just feeling something empty. I don't, don't know what to, what to do about it, but I'm still super, super passionate about LinkedIn. I'm very passionate about this is going to be the future of a lot of social media platform um, in terms of control, as well as how safe it is, as well as how trustworthy it is, right? In the professional uh, um, perspective. So so I truly believe in it and I have like tons of like outside external feedback from friends and family members and other people is like, oh, so, so what are you doing now? Like you have been the biggest LinkedIn ambassador for a long time. So what do you want to do? You know? And I was just like, I don't know. I don't know. And then I started a blog. So I'm not even good in writing. That's the thing. I started the blog and and one thing lead to another. One of my old clients came and knocked on my doors and say, Selena, I really need a LinkedIn sales training for my entire team. What's your charge? And I was like, what's my charge? I was like, oh, ka-ching, like, let me think. And then I need to like literally Google keynote speaking, right? You know, like for certain things, it was like as, as silly as that. But that's how my very first B2B uh, clients come in and and uh, that also validate my 
my business idea and I started, you know, just a blog. Um, yeah, this is how the In Academy is found. It's exactly a year ago, by the way, September. <laughs> That is an awesome story. And I can relate so much to it. You know, I was stuck in hospitality and I wanted to be growing in hospitality. I made it at a certain level. I wanted to keep growing up. And that's what I thought the future was. When the pandemic hit, I was like, is this really what I want to do? I just said, you know what? Screw it. This is not me. I didn't even go for a corporate job again. I went doing small side hustles in restaurants because in Australia, you have the opportunity to do that. And I started building my own business up on the side. And Absolutely. I feel more happier now, you know, just because I've got the freedom and my goal is the same, right? I'm tired of being a location-based business. I just want to be free. Like I want to go back to India and work. I want to go other places and work. And that's what I'm working towards. It's going to take a bit of time, but you know, that's the whole mindset now. Like I don't want to work for people. I want the freedom. And it's amazing. You say that, you know, like it's so relatable. And to your story of getting your old client, I got my first client, after he saw my content and I used to work with him in China in 2007 and eight. Right. And he reached yeah. out to me saying, Hey, I want to do something. I want to grow my own brand as well. And just Amazing. seeing that on LinkedIn, he reached out to me as well. And I wasn't so much focused on personal branding at that time as well, but I was like, all right, uh, <laughs> let me get into it because it's something is working somewhere or the other. And that's how I started as well. So yeah, that's awesome. And I guess for people seeing this, this is the value of branding yourself, putting yourself out there because you never know who's going to see it, right? And it's the whole confusion for people is the algorithm does this, the algorithm does that, Facebook does this and all that, but stick to the basics, right? Do what you do best. You can't, people I think are always like fighting against what's happening. Just do what you're doing and let the algorithms manage it themselves, you know, but don't forget the basics. That's a very inspiring story, right? And so relatable. Thank you for that. Of course, pleasure yeah. is mine. And I, I couldn't agree more than what you just said. Like, you never know who is going to pick up on your content on LinkedIn, your profile on LinkedIn. And like me, both Chuck and my story is the same where, you know, we started off with completely different background. And now here we are, you know, promoting a market and selling our own solution and business just via LinkedIn. And still, you know, um, make ends meet or maybe even more, I'm pretty sure. And, um, and that's how we close our very first client, just purely on a strong online presence. Absolutely. Awesome. So I want to ask you now, so you came up with a concept of Linked Academy because obviously now you told me a client came to you and that's how you thought of it. But what was the first year like? Because you work for a lot of startups, right? Now you're doing your own startup. And assumingly, this is your first startup, your own yeah. baby, right? And it's very different to working for other people because now you've got to do everything yourself. All the money, all the investment is done by you. All the loss, the hiring, dealing with the people, it all falls yeah. on you. Now you can't say, you know, hey, I'm working for a company. Let me pass on the buck to them or whatever to the HR, right? You're the HR, you're the payroll officer, you're, you're basically the hiring manager, you're the salesperson. But the first year... And I guess you're finishing one year now. You've just finished one year because we're in October, almost yeah, November, right? October, yeah, and yeah. So yeah. So what was it like? What's your journey been from starting up from being right at the bottom to where you are today? What's that journey been like? Has it been exciting? It's obviously been tough. And I think that's something people need to know about entrepreneurship. It's not easy. I discovered later. But 
what is that what has this one year been like and what is how has it motivated you to go to the second year and continue what you're doing sure um love that questions a lot i mean i love to be so real about these questions because i think there's just so many people are bsing or glamorizing entrepreneurship out there and i'm not a huge believer in hustling but still i do think there's a hustling stage in the beginning um it i would say in two words is a roller coaster for me completely obviously there's high and high is very high low is very low like high is when you're you know signing on clients the business development side the sales is coming in your bank account have money right but the low could be basically your loss you don't know where you're heading sometimes you have a very clear vision and mission but sometimes you feel very blurry about it there's also where like for example i'm in a leadership role for 8 years but i'm still learning every single day like how i should be the leader or the head of the company when it comes to certain issue with clients or with team members and and things like that so i think it has been a really uh, crazy roller coaster for me but one of the things that i think i learned the most is uh, time management um i don't think a lot of people talk a lot about it but like check to your really good point right like now we're taking 100% control of our own schedule which before we can still report to a manager we can take time off if we want there's so many things that you know you could basically block out your time you know and especially with, with remote working it's just allow us to be a lot more flexible but i'm at certain stage where i feel really burned out because of the hustling uh part of the business obviously like i like i share i don't really like to celebrate the hustling part of the business but i think it's necessary but you just need to basically um do it very strategically if you can so um, i think one of the have initially and i hope someone could have told me before like in 6 or 7 months is don't open your entire schedule for your clients to book which i know a lot of people say oh initially you just open your calendar like just let everybody book your schedule and uh leads will come in yes leads will come in but also that unqualified one so i really hope that like someone could have told me earlier but obviously i learned it in the hot way and if for whoever that is listening and tuning into you share your story with chat you will know that you know um do block out your ceo hours try to basically pack for what i call batch your days um as much as you can you can steal my calendar um structure if you like so this is how i do it um on monday morning um i would actually block off my weekly meeting with my team and then monday afternoon it's all ceo hours and which is one of the things that i wouldn't have um uh you know thinking about the business strategy side but no clients at all and then what tuesday is all about clients and wednesday is all about you know having podcast interview my linkedin weekly live show prepping for more client stuff uh but it's more about pr present for wednesday and then our uh, thursday is all about discovery call and sales related and friday it's back to my ceo hours if i want it sometimes i can clear up my work trying to basically end my day earlier but if i have anything that it's urgent i still have the whole friday to taking care of so this is a little bit my structure it doesn't work for everybody so do 
figure out yours out. But this is how I felt like it's a huge steep learning curve for me. And obviously some people manage the time better than I am, but this is how I felt is the most challenging part for uh, me, you know, jumping into entrepreneurship. I agree. You got to find something that works for you best. You know, it's, it's everyone's got different schedules. Everyone's got different ways of operating. You, you can't copy other people. And I've done that, right? When I started, I used to be like, I want to be like this person. This is how I want to do things. But 90% of the things didn't work for me. And it took me a while to figure out myself, okay, how I manage my time is actually up to me because it works better for me. You know, I don't, I'm not the hustler who gets up at 4am in the morning. That doesn't work for me. You know, it makes no sense to me. Right. But for people, it works. Uh, I have my times, I have my systems and they're working pretty well for me. Uh, but yeah, that's just how it is, right? You got to discover. And the first already helps you discover what went wrong, what you can do next. Right. And that's, I love that part about you as well. And I, I used to hustle a lot in the beginning, six to eight months. And I've got a lot better because I've been able to figure out what I want to do and that nobody can teach you that you got to do the work. You got to fail, learn from it, get the opportunities and then figure it out, you know? So yeah, that's, that's a really good one. You know, and calendar management and time management people is really, really important. Yeah. Awesome. So what I want to know is now, you know, you've stayed humble with the growth you've had in such a short time, you know, and you've had exponential growth. Let's be real, right? Like, that's amazing the kind of growth you've had right and you also ended up being a mentor for a lot of people young and old you know it's a it's a very dangerous space because if you go the wrong direction people follow you in the wrong direction right you got to find your ground and you got to make sure you're following the right ways as well so what has it been like being a mentor and especially being such a young mentor to people who are older your clients are not 24 year olds all of them right you've got people who are probably 40, who are even older. Uh, so what has it been like for you, obviously staying humble with all the growth, but being a mentor? Because I think that's that's a that's a very hard space to be in, you know? Yeah, um, this is a challenging question. Um, and I, I, I love a challenge. So I would say stay true to myself and not thinking too much about age, because I... I am 100% confident about my expertise as well as my strategies around LinkedIn and having been working for them as well as obviously my own hard work plus my own success on the platform. It's just a great true testament of my strategies, my game plan and the roadmap that I put together for my client works, right? So I think from that end, I am very confident to show my clients the way so be true to myself as well as be true to my clients. And um, one thing that I always share with them is try to be, I mean, not try, but be as authentic as you can on when you are online or offline, right? Like one day, I hope when I'm visiting Australia, I will meet you and you'll be the same person as I am chatting with you online. And that's, that's how simple it is, right? Um, and I think, majority of the business owners or entrepreneur when they starting out they felt such a stressful situation because they haven't had any achievement they haven't had any success story they haven't had any like client testimonial and i told them you always need to have the number one then you don't have to lie about it and you don't have to basically try to 
mix something up because one day when you're wildly successful, which I truly believe they will, those will come back bite their ass. You know, so so making sure these are all the things that you know be true to yourself. Um, I think this has been something that I told myself as well. I mean, obviously, I have crazy ambitious vision and mission for my own and for my company is not where I want it to be. Um, when one year ago, when I'm growing my baby, I was like, oh, this is going to be what I want to achieve. This is going to be the award we're going to get. This is the X amount of money we're going to make, right? And then ending up one year from now, none of this is achieved. You know, I just need to manage my own expectation and be real about like, I'm a human being, I'm still learning. Um, okay, these are not the success that ultimately achieved, but I have other successes. Um, so I just need to face it. So I think from, from that end, I, I felt like this is my coaching style as well as my, my foundation for my mentor style. And um, I don't really felt like age would be a difference, but obviously I'm also learning a lot from my clients as well. They have tons of quality that they have, but not me. And similar for you too, like, you know, I learn a lot through conversation with all the people that I met on LinkedIn as well as collaborating with. So this, this is how, how I see it. <laughs> That's a great one, you know, and for me, starting this podcast was obviously personal growth. And I've had so many different versions of people who talk about time management and work-life balance. And it really makes you think, right? And that's made me think a lot of things as well. But yeah, it's 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 great, right? You deal with people, you have the confidence of what you're doing, that you need that one client, and then you just work through it. You know, there's there's no use lying to people because it makes no sense, right? Just be honest. People, I think in today's world, prefer honesty over trying to give them the BS version of everything, you know, that it's me, 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 I'm the best, I'm this and all that. People ain't stupid, right? So that's something that people need to understand better. That's awesome, Selena. So have you had a mentor yourself or a role model that you've had in life or? Yeah, I do actually several of them and I'm very like grateful, but it's more in the early stage of my career. Um, I mean, I think they're my mentor. I haven't like physically said like, can you be my mentor? But it's more like, you know, things that I learned from them. Um, yeah, and uh, I can share one that I, I'm always like very, very um, inspired and impressed by her. She's a wonderful Spanish lady, uh, which uh, I, I find her leadership skills are just incredible, like as well as like how she communicates, as well as like how she basically deal with um, like a difficult situation. So I used to work for this like luxury retail chain as their digital marketer manager for a while. And um, yeah, like she just basically handled all these challenging um, situations very, very well. And th those are times that I felt like, okay, um, I always remember her for, for this particular moment when I am um, under a huge amount of stress in my business. I always think about her, how she handled it with flair as well as how she handled it with style. So this is how I see her as my role model as well as my mentor um, for that particular area, leadership, yeah. That's awesome. It's always good having somebody, right? And I was speaking to someone about three weeks ago who was one of our first managers in 2004, I think, you know, 
Yeah. And he was telling me the difference between, you need to also understand, there's a difference between a role model, mentor, and inspiration. People who are actually playing a part in your life are more role models. Mentors mm -hmm. can either be role models or they can be inspiration. So you need to say, really figure out and differentiate between a mentor and a role model because there are people who play a part in your life and you don't even realize it till later on. You know, you only look at the big people and you're like, that's the mentor, that's the inspiration. But yeah, but I'm glad you have someone to look up to. It's the same for me, right? I only got a mentor, I think a week back or something. Uh, sorry, a year back, right? I had no idea as well. Sorry. This is a yeah. fun interview, yeah? <laughs> All right. <laughs> awesome. So tell me, you speak seven languages and that's, is you speak seven languages, right? Because I saw that on your profile, uh, a bit of many different languages and you've lived in, now this is probably a few different countries you're living in, you've just moved as well. But does that give you a business edge? Because how does that give you, let me put it this way, how does speaking seven languages give you a business edge into what you're doing today or what you've done before? Yeah, um, I speak seven languages, but there's um, languages that I'm like not so fluent in the level of, you know, professional level. Um, I can say, you know, just basically very, very basic things. But um, yeah, I would say it's very, very helpful just, just because I have such a global outlook. I need to say thanks to my parents when I was really young. They give me tons of chance, just not just, you know, purely on um, traveling, but also when um, my, 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 my dad's work uh, allow us to basically live abroad. Um, and that's, that's part of some of the things that I'm just incredibly internally grateful of him. And that's also helped me understanding different cultures. So for example, now I have clients from Asia, where I'm, I'm from originally, I have clients from the UK, Europe, I have clients in the US, I have clients also in South, uh, like South America. So it's just so different in terms of mentality and how they dealt with things as well as how they love to receive and learn and conduct training with me as well. So I think from that end, it helps me a lot. Um, um, languages is always a fun opener. Uh, when you're talking with someone and and um, and also it's fun when you're traveling and someone is talking things behind you or trying to trick you, <laughs> you sort of like understand and you caught them um, at that moment. And it was it was fun. Yeah, I would say these are all the advantages of, you know, speaking multiple languages and understanding them. Absolutely. It's just about making the connection, right? Like I remember in mainland China when I used to speak Mandarin as well, but I never used to talk about it in front of people and they sometimes be talking in front of me, right? And wrapping me in many cases, and I'd be like, okay. <laughs> but it's just that's, making that connection, right? Me, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Right. That's <laughs> awesome. Now tell me, you see, COVID has come, things have changed, right? You probably networked in a very different way before COVID. Is there, now are you networking pretty much online? And has the way you network with people changed? Because you still got a network, right? Networking is probably one of the most important things to do. But how has it changed since COVID has come? And does it feel the same now? Or has it changed the way you're networking and the way you're thinking as well when you interact with people? Yeah, so I'm no longer network as crazy as I am when I start start of the business, just you know, purely in the time, time sort of like manner. I can't no longer sort of block out that much time to do networking, but I still like 
one week, I must have like one call that it's with someone that I don't know or on my LinkedIn. So I think from from that end, it's, it's still very good if you're an entrepreneur. Um, business is obviously the main goal, but if you can block out just one call per week, that would be really helpful for you to keep building relationship, right? And expanding your circle of influence. So I think that's great. Uh, but uh, in terms of the difference, I would say, um, I mean, I need to say thank you to COVID, not just because I reunited with my family for that. I started my business with that, but I also want to say COVID allow us so much flexibility and in a way it's bad um, for 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 companies in, in growth but it's also good for company in the sense that they understand in a hard way that you can save so much business operating monies on physical office um, giving people payroll in terms of like I don't know like free food or, or maintaining um, staff in, in the office space. Like there's just so many things that is so flexible and networking comes alive when um, comes and shift online because people still crave for the physical um, encountering with, with another um, human being. That's why you see a new social media network like Clubhouse are so popular uh, because people are, you know, really, really crave for that human touch, right? Where you, you hear someone's voices, you start sort of like, like, like feeling better and better rather than you're confined and being separated by space because of the COVID restriction. So I think from that end, it's just changes a lot how we network as well as how we um, are open to sort of like latest digital uh, opportunity when it comes to networking. Awesome. Yeah, it's uh, it's really changed a lot since COVID. And I think that's people have really had to rethink their strategy, how they network, how they do business, you know. So, yeah, it it does really make a lot of sense, you know, and everyone's just got to figure out their own ways and how they network. I was very curious about you because I was sure that you really used to network a lot before, but now it's kind of different, right? You've just, you just evolved with the time. That's awesome. Yeah. Tell me one experience, maybe personal or professional, that really changed the direction of your life, right? Like when you were just heading this way and something happened, good or bad, whatever, and then you were like, okay, no, I got to take a U-turn. I got to go right or left. This is not the pathway I'm following. Uh, is there something that you can tell us about that? Uh, just an incident that really changed the direction of where you were heading? Something to think mm. about yeah, I think so. I think, uh, I mean, obviously my LinkedIn story to the in, in the academy is the perfect like testament and true that, but I have another story that I work for a pretty big uh, internet company. Um, I mean, startup still is an F&B online reservation called Chop. I think they might have in Australia. Now I forgot, but um, I was being appointed as the head of sales uh, for the department and um, it, it was so nice, like working for them, everything. Like we go to the Michelin Gala for free, eating all these amazing food, um, talking with, you know, one of the most talented people in the world when it comes to F&B business. And um, it was so fun for me for a while. And, um, but the, the way how the business operate, it, it's great for its own. But I, I also thought that it doesn't really align in terms of where I want to head. Um, so, 
uh, I was thinking because I was so um, excited for sales um, as a sales role for for this particularly um, for this particular company because uh, I've been uh, doing marketing a little bit of sales like sales I would say twenty percent like more like a hybrid role because ultimately marketing you have like a sales um, uh, like hidden sales target, right? Sort of like you need to drive X amount of MQLs or SQL uh, based on the campaign. So I was thinking like, oh, now I'm salesperson. I can do whatever I want. I'm going to make much better um, money in terms of that. And slowly I realized that I, I love sales, but I also felt stronger for marketing. So I think that that do a U-turn back to where where I am and validate that I am a marketing girl after all. <laughs> That's awesome. How you discover things by doing stuff, right? So yeah, that changes, really puts you from thinking this is what I, and I used to think hospitality is it for me. That's it. That's what I want to do all my life. I'm going to be a general manager. I'm going to do all this and all. But yeah, then suddenly it just changed and I was like, Nah, maybe I'll do something else and I'm enjoying it more as well. Awesome, awesome. Is there something you'd like to share with us that we don't know about, Serena? I don't know. Is there something you can share with us? If not, it's all good, but it's something about share your story, which I always want to know about people, something that we don't know about you and you're willing to share. Um, I think today I shared quite a bit, but um, if I have one, uh, pieces of wisdom that I hope someone could have told me when I was younger is that you know really invest in yourself um that's like the this is the best investment you could ever invest is invest in yourself and don't try to identify yourself with a company that you're working for um because in 10 years five years or two years when you change job that doesn't matter anymore today and the year before that day it's it doesn't really matter so really invest in yourself in your personal brand um that's the, give you the minimum risk but maximum return so this is the last note <laughs> that i want to leave um for your amazing audience Awesome. So yeah, I think that's such a good point, you know, uh, invest in yourself, people, your personal brand, but just invest in your education in terms of getting yourself to the next level. There's no better investment than yourself. And I can sit here and tell you, it took me a while to understand that because I was the kind of guy who was just like work, 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 and that's it. I never thought about myself. And we're all very surprised, right? A lot of people don't think about themselves when they're doing the job because it's the company, it's all about them. You can work for a company, but start investing in yourself because you need to see the later years of life, right? And I think that's something for a lot of us, we've only learned during COVID, but that's helping a lot of people now rethink how they're going to move forward. And yeah. the best thing I did was started to invest in myself, building my brand, obviously, but also just educating myself in different areas, meeting different people, networking. Like I'm sitting here with you today. It's an investment for me because I'm learning something different, right? I would have never thought about this or bothered about interacting with anybody except for my guests in hospitality before so yeah i think that's a great one um, but yeah thank you so much selena it was great to have you just get a little insight into certain things and understand your mindset as well this whole podcast is about inspiring upcoming people you know so i think uh, a lot of your audience you're obviously guiding them but hopefully more people see this and they get inspired by you as well 
So I really want to thank you again uh, for coming on to share your story with Chet. And hopefully in two to three years, we'll see you again at a different level, myself at a different level as well, and have the same conversation from a different perspective, right? Sounds wonderful, Chet. And thank you so much for the opportunity and be able for me to have such a wonderful conversation with you as well as to your audience. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you.